Yo. What is up? Uh, so my son called me the funniest thing ever just now. Okay. And he said I looked like a little baby Justin. <laughs> like, That's pretty funny. All right, then. <laughs> uh, how was your Taco Bell for lunch? Uh, this is wing sauce. <laughs> okay. Tweener sauce from wings, etc. Okay. Yeah. You need a bib. Don't they give you bibs at I never, at wing places? I never go out for lunch and not get anything down the front of me, so I've just accepted it. It's just going to happen. Is there like a pre and post lunch, like Justin at work? Like I imagine like pre lunch Justin, like you look good. You're all set. Like you're ready to get work done. And then post lunch, you're like, your hair is messed up. You have stains. Like you're somehow your shirt got buttoned in the wrong, like you missed a button. So I'm always it's off, weirdly out of breath. It's off kilter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little sweaty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I had, uh, you can't really tell because I've got my, my cans on, mm-hmm. but I had like a shaving incident. Uh, look right. You see this? Okay. Like, my guard was down, like, on the left side, so it's, like, almost all the way down, like, behind where my sideburn would be, but I have a beard, so I have to wait for a couple days before I start being self-conscious, like, I'm trying to make a point to talk to people at work and, like, give them my right side, which is my good side now. So why not just shave it all at that point? Um, But then I have to, like, start from scratch, Mm -hmm. and that's not fun. Mm. Or just take everything down to that guard level. But that, like, hits skin at points. Like, mm. that guard level is no beard. Okay. So. Uh, I had a coworker a couple years ago. Uh, he was combing his mustache. And the comb got stuck. And he could not get it out. So he shaved his entire beard. <laughs> like, he was, like, fucking wooly willy. And then just no beard. And came in and we were like, what? who the fuck is this? Uh, and then he told the story and we're like you know what you didn't have to tell us why but that is a gift to us and i appreciate that (laughs) Uh, a few years ago my wife called me at work and she was like everything's okay but you need to come home now okay those two sentences don't go together (laughs) yeah she's like nobody is hurt the kid it was only my oldest son at the time uh it doesn't matter but anyway Everybody is physically fine, mm-hmm. but one of the kids was combing my hair, and the brush is stuck in my hair, and I was so pissed off. I was like, you want me to leave work because you have a brush stuck in your hair? You could." So I got back. It was fucking stuck. Like, <laughs> there was a moment there where I'm silently panicking as I'm trying to get it out of her hair. Like, are we going to have to shave this bitch's head? Like... What the fuck are we gonna do? Because this is in there. You're just go. You're going over the the. Okay, what kind of cancer does she have? <laughs> okay, this is how. This is what we're gonna tell people. So it, we, I got it, but it was definitely like she wasn't getting that out by herself. Like, yeah, um, pretty not good. <laughs> so speaking in my calm voice, uh, everything is fine, but everything is definitely not fine. That's exactly. That's exactly what it felt like. <laughs> uh, good week for you? Yeah. I don't know. I don't really remember much of it. We had a lot of snow. Yeah. I mean, as did two-thirds of the country. Yeah, it's that time. Yeah. Uh, I did. I had a I had a good, healthy, don't-go-anywhere on... Go, don't-go-anywhere weekend. 
because of the snow. I those are great in the winter, just like uh, oh, can't mow, it's raining in the summer. <laughs> yeah, that you get to have those excuses, those built-in no. excuses. I guess I can't go anywhere. Whoopsies. Yeah, it always feels good. But then you're stuck and you're like expected to do things around the house. Uh, the government shut down. That's crazy, huh? Yeah. We're in our fourth week. It's nuts. Yeah. I've seen people like standing outside like uh, government worker, please help feed my family. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that sucks. Yeah. In like uh, two thirds of the people are still working and not getting paid. Uh, so like, yeah, like TSA and air traffic controllers and stuff like, you know, as, as much as I'm, as much as I say, we don't need the TSA for now, we need the TSA. And so like people are just calling in sick and quitting and like there was a, uh, somebody tweeted out the line at, uh, Atlanta airport, which is the busiest airport. And it was the line for TSA. They shut down lanes. It was crazy. Uh, apparently, it was like an hour and a half, two hours to get through security. Just sounds awful. Yeah, it's, it's one of those. Sense. It's one of those things where like the people that are affected aren't the ones that are respond. Like, yeah. like remember when the Chick Fil A thing came up? And like, I disagree with everything Chick Fil A says. But there were people like going through the drive-through, like yelling and cussing at like the college girls that right. are working at Chick Fil A, and I'm like, "Yeah, don't no, do that, that man. Doesn't, that doesn't do any good. Yeah, if you're going to do that, go in and punch the old lady at Hobby Lobby. Sure. <laughs> uh, it's really hard to hate Chick Fil A though, like because they are oh, all because it's delicious and they're fucking amazing. Like every, I've never had a everybody that works there is amazing. Mm-hmm. Everybody that works there is amazing. I mean, discriminatory hiring practices will do that to you. (laughs) Is that, are they known for that? I mean, you on a, like, yeah. That's why you really only see, like, happy Christian white folk there. Mm, You don't know that they're Christian. Chick-fil-A? Yeah. They Chick-fil-A is extremely Christian. You don't know who the employees are. Oh, I it it is it is totally a, an unwritten requirement to work there. Really? Like only Ned Flanders works there? It very Basically. much feels like Ned Flanders is the when manager. When you walk in and Ned Flanders is the one who yes. is ushering you into no, line. That's what I was I, I said that and I was like, "Holy shit, it is Ned Flanders." Uh-huh. It Ned Flanders is the manager at every Chick-fil-A. Mhm. It makes for a great customer experience. Like, I'm not a Christian dude, but I'm not going to lie. If there were more Ned Flanders, like, yeah, maybe. My, uh, my, my, the service industry would be, would be doing a lot better if there were more Ned Flanders. That is the best analogy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just blew your mind. It's Ned Flanders. You just blew your own mind. And the red-haired girl from the office. Those are the only two people that work there. They're just cloned. Mm-hmm. I don't remember her office name, but she's Kimmy Schmidt now. There you go. Those are the only two people that work there. They just clone them. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. My mind is blown. <laughs> uh, 
I felt like I had another thing, but I don't know. You got weirdly political. That's not a thing we usually uh, do, unless no, Tom's on. No, it wasn't. It's more just like that's what's happening. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, aging thing is like the thing that's all over the internet now. Like your first and and last like profile photo. Okay. I saw my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum put a picture of him as the fly. <laughs> And then him now. And I was like, that's incredible. You're amazing, Jeff Goldblum. It's great. Uh, did I tell you I watched a video of him like critiquing Jeff Goldblum tattoos? Mm-mm. It was pretty awesome, too, because he just keeps wa- reviewing people getting tattoos of him. It's the whole time he was saying, why are you doing this to yourself? He, he like would, because most of them were based on a photo, so he would like give a brief synopsis of what that photo that it was based off of was. This was my headshot from 1987. Uh, and then he would say that he loved every single one of them mm-hmm. because they're gold bloomy. Yeah. So. Also, uh, how would you like to be on a video in which uh, fucking Jeff Goldblum smacks down your fucking Jeff Goldblum tattoo. <laughs> like you have de- you have devoted at least some portion of your life to Jeff Goldblum. And here he is saying that you're garbage. Tom Towles, um the who, who the, what now? Tom Towles, the star of uh Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer that plays Otis. Okay. So the guy that's not Michael Rooker. Okay. He went to uh signed my Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer poster, and he was just like, I hate this poster so much. <laughs> this poster's don't like this poster. And just talked about how much he disliked the poster. Uh, and Tom Adkins did the same thing for my Halloween 3 poster. <laughs> he just talked about how he didn't like that poster. And it wasn't like in a grumpy way. It was more like in a conversational, like, mm-hmm. I prefer this way. But at the same time, I'm also like, I bought this poster. I spent money on this. This is the one that I, I want you to sign, but now you're signing it under duress. There were like three different posters, and I chose this 20. one. <laughs> you don't. He doesn't approve. Don't I don't like know me. what to do, though. On some level, you must not like me. <laughs> uh, and then he died. I gave you money for this. <laughs> I gave you money so that you could shit all over me. <laughs> oh, I'm not even in Germany. Uh, that's a That's a stereotype. Is that a thing? Does most of that come from there? I don't know that most of that comes from that, but that is a stereotype. Uh, I watched an interview with a woman who that is what she's known for. She's a pornographer that is known for scat porn. Okay. And <laughs> she, choking on that a little she bit. She was German, uh, but it was crazy because I've, we've had the conversations like, I don't understand serial killers. I don't under, like, mm-hmm. that's something that I don't understand. Like I'm very interested in the psychology behind that or whatever. And, uh, she was, she was talking about like, that's her career. That's her niche. And that's what she does. And she, she, they ask her like, how much have you consumed in your life, in your career? And I don't want to know the answer to this. Well, here's the thing. It's not even so much the answer. What? It's the fact that she has to think about it. No, it's so. What form of measurement would you use? It depends. What was the consist- general consistency? <laughs> Are we using pounds or gallons? That's, so, so I guess so. That's that's a quick. Well, what what form of what unit of measurement would you use? I don't know because she, I don't want to think about this. She's anymore. her answer was bathtubs full, Blah. so she measured it by bathtubs. Like the unit of measurement was bathtubs. Uh, 
I'll send My wings you, are coming back up. I'll send you the link. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I did that to you a few weeks ago. We talked about the the famine, and they were selling their children's mm-hmm. body parts. And like a week later, I sent you that picture. You were like, I never want to see this photo ever again. Here, let me look it up real quick to show Justin. <laughs> but it was like a week later. It popped into my head, and I sent you that picture. And I sent you the picture of the, of the Pizza Hut Land mm-hmm. Before Time thing. Mm-hmm. One of those I appreciate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the whole Germany thing. Yes. Like, if I'm going to psychoanalyze an entire country, mm-hmm. at some point you've got to think like it is in some way they're feeling like less than or need for atonement because of you know the whole Nazi thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked with that's that's my armchair analysis. I worked with a German guy. At work today, and, and he would not stop talking about scat porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the that was the whole thing. <laughs> Just kept pulling out his phone, showing me his work. Uh, but you're like, I don't think this is workplace appropriate. It's wrong. But <laughs> oh man, in Germany, me and another coworker, like anytime we would get away from this German guy. Uh, we were immediately just making Nazi jokes, like, and it's <laughs> it's horrible. That, like, he's guilty because he has this accent. <laughs> that we're immediately just, like, referencing him as as, as Adolf and stuff, knowing exactly who we're talking about. Man, how could... Imagine being born in, like, 1926 in Germany and, like, being, you know, 10 years old as in the rise of Hitler and everything and being named Adolf. Just being like, uh, look, I'm sure at eight, you're like, cool, I'm the same name as the Fuhrer, you know? <laughs> I'm proud. And then, like, two decades later, you're like, oh, God. Oh, God. Just like all Just the like, little uh, Barack's running around right now that we're happy. <laughs> what? If your name sure, was Barack yeah. when he was president, that was awesome. Yeah, but he didn't turn out to be <laughs> Hitler. Not yet. Not yet. That is true. He has not yet turned out to become Hitler. (laughs) Hitler Hitler-esque in any way. Uh, I saw an old clip of him on Leno or something, and it was awesome. Uh, It was before Trump was the president. Was it as awesome as Clinton on on Arsenio? Because I don't think anything's ever been that awesome. Uh, I think it was better Mm. because this was wittier. So uh, Leno said... Like, so what's the deal with you and Donald Trump? He really seems to have it out for you. And Barack Obama said, well, let me tell you, it all started when we were growing up in Kenya. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's so sad to, to watch, like, stuff from, like, early 2016, late 2015, you know, where it's everyone's still happy. (laughs) <laughs> and so like you know Barack can make jokes about Trump like I remember seeing like uh, one of those Jimmy Kimmel angry tweets or something mean tweets or whatever and uh, Barack Obama was reading a, t- a tweet from Donald Trump and about Hillary Clinton and he smiled and was like you know well at least she's going to be president and I was like, ah, oh, such optimism. <laughs> Those were the, truly were the salad days. Uh, well, 
That's a lot of politics for one episode. Yeah. <laughs> and enough shit in Hitler. Yeah. For a uh, lifetime. Um, so I have a confession. Uh-huh. I don't have my notes for Insidious, so you're going to have to... That's good, so we can trade rules, because uh, I totally watched The Conjuring, but I totally also didn't watch The Conjuring. And we'll get more into that when we talk about The Conjuring. Got it. Insidious synopsis. Uh... Hey, it's a haunted house, but instead of a haunted house, what if it's a kid that's haunted and there's another dimension? Overall thoughts? Uh, For the most part, really good. I don't know, like, I don't know. I don't know how I would classify it otherwise, but it really didn't seem that horror, a lot of it. A lot okay. of, I mean, it does and it doesn't, right? I mean, it seems almost like... I don't know, sci-fi horror or something or fantasy horror with the whole further thing. Yeah. And the fact that, uh, there's some scary imagery and stuff, but I don't know. It, it seemed more fantasy than horror to me, but maybe I'm just softer on what horror is now. Okay. Now that I've gotten used to it. So I do, I think that there's moments of this that's more scary, but I think this is an example of the... Have you seen Poltergeist? Uh, I know of it. So this is an example of the poltergeisty haunted aspect that is more futurist... Or not futuristic, but more paranormal as opposed to actual scary. Sure. Um, but I think overall that the movie's super solid and it shows like how well James Wan... You, you always talk about tension... I think both of these movies show how well he can craft tension. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, so we have Patrick Wilson and Mirapper. Can we talk about, I want to talk about not this movie for a second. Yes. <laughs> on the previews on the Blu-ray okay. was a preview for the movie Priest. Okay. Did you ever see Priest? I think so. Was this, fly- I think I might be confusing this with Legion. It's like flying vampires all around. I think I'm thinking Legion. Uh, well, I've never seen Legion, but it was it was about a priest, and they're scary vampire monsters, and they like the dark. Mm, and then the fight takes place on a train at the end. Don't think so. So Priest wasn't good, right? But Priest was all right. I feel like the thing that killed Priest was the whole time they're talking about this big bad guy that they have to go fight. The whole time, and the whole time, and the whole time, and then, like, they're on this journey to go fight this big bad guy, and then the movie ends. The problem is they don't set up that this is, like, um, going to be, like, a multi-movie thing, and they don't do they do not do the Star Wars thing, where they don't do a real good job of saying, okay, here's the big bad, but here's the villain for this story, Right. And so you just think that they're going to be like a little sub-boss, like, you know, like a middle of Act 2, beginning of Act 3 kind of boss before you really ramp up to go fight the main guy. And then you're... And then the movie's in. It's always bad when you're like, did I just climax? Oh, <laughs> I climaxed. It's never a good sign. And that sounds like what you went through there. Yeah, sure. Anyway, I, I saw that I in the theater by myself. Because no one wanted to go see Priest with me. And uh, I was like, this seems cool. I like going to the theater by myself. I I sometimes do, too. Yeah. yeah. I used to do it a lot. We had the the cheap theater here. I used to enjoy that because I would see anything for cheap. 
What was the first movie you ever saw by yourself? Don't know. For me, Baby I Mama. Think, I think I do know the answer to that question. What is it? Signs. Uh, I went to Florida with Tom and his then girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, and I wanted them to have time together by themselves in the hotel, so mm-hmm. I went to go see Signs by myself. Nice. Probably is the first one. And it was fucking packed. That was the first time I'd ever experienced a busy theater, mm-hmm. and it was not enjoyable. When I had to awkwardly sit between two people. Yeah. And the ending didn't help. <laughs> you really have hated that movie for so long. I, the problem is I really liked that movie until like the last five minutes. Yeah. You really Like showing the movie. alien and the fact that it's just water. Hate both of those things. I think you need to let go. I don't know. You need to let go. Uh, so Patrick Wilson and what's her name? Mira... Myra? I thought it was Rose Byrne. Is that the other movie? Don't know. Are you trying to say her character name? No. It doesn't matter. No. Anyway. uh, So they are parents and they are in a house and basically their kid becomes haunted, right? Or gets possessed. Why is the mom and the kid wearing the same pajamas at the beginning? That's weird. Uh, It's Christmas. It's not Christmas. No, I was trying to give you an answer why people would do that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, Roseburn. So I think the Myra's in the other movie. Or Mira, Maybe. M-Y-R-A. Uh, Patrick Wilson is great. I yes. love Patrick Wilson. Uh, I never remember. Patrick Wilson, I think, has the world's most generic face. Okay. And so, like... I never remember what Patrick Wilson is in, but then I see him and I'm like, I have vague recollection of him being someone that I might have somewhat positive reactions from. First movie I ever saw him in was Hard Candy, where he was the biggest creep in the world Mm -hmm. and deserved everything he got. Yeah. But did he? Yeah. I mean, he deserved... I think that's the point of that movie. It is the point. And I'm saying that's my answer (laughs) is yes. He does deserve it. Do you think Bill Clinton, uh, not Bill Clinton, Bill Cosby is in uh, <laughs> is in solitary confinement? He is. He's got to be, right? Why? Because otherwise he would get killed in prison. I don't know that he would get killed, but he's probably in like very white collary. Yeah, he probably is. Prison. I don't. Uh, sol- uh, solitary confinement like fucking drives you insane. I think they just kind of kind of quarantine them like big stars and and like the stuff i wasn't even talking about the big star thing i was talking about the creepo thing yeah he deserves to get his ass kicked like you kind of sure you don't you don't ruin a little bit for that like we do here like he did awful things yeah that's terrible yeah what's worse is that like only he only was able to get convicted of one of them because of statute of limitations. Yeah, that's crazy that there's statute of limitations on that. Mm-hmm. Insidious. Yep. Help me here. So uh, we so we end up. This movie's very dark, like dark, not like dark in tone, dark on listen, like dark on the screen. It is. Uh, so Lin- watching it during the daytime was not easy. Uh, Lynn Shay and Specs and what's the other guy's name? I don't what 
uh, who were you got to give me the paranormal investigators? Uh, uh, Specs. Emil. Emil. It's definitely not Emil. The lady, Elise. Okay, that's Lynn Shay. Okay. Specs and Harper Hoover. Uh-huh. Hammer time. Anyway, they are the... They're just like the goofy comic relief, but like still taken seriously. That yes. I, I enjoyed the tone there. Yes. Um, and that is Lee Wanell, who is in, who's the who's the writer, and he was in Saw. Specs or Saw. the other guy? Specs. Okay. The thinner guy. That makes sense. Yes. So that's Lee Wanell. So he lost uh, some weight since Saw. And he, he wasn't the fat guy in Saw. <laughs> There's no fat guy in Saw. Uh, and they are. They're they're a great catalyst for the back and forth, for the mm-hmm. very serious tone, for these people that have lost a child because the kid's gone, right? He's yeah. away. He's in the further a la Poltergeist. And uh, then you get these two kind of bumbling with this awesome, they're taking themselves seriously, but they're kind of doofuses back and forth. Right. Uh, working for Lin Shay's ultra serious, uh, I'm the old lady that yeah. that has magical powers we've kind of skipped over the premise here which is the kid like goes into a coma for no reason he just doesn't wake up one morning mm-hmm. um and then skipped three months ahead it's like really taking the stress on the family uh patrick wilson like stays at school and uh, i don't know if i applaud or or condemn this movie because like he's coming home at like 10:30 and avoiding any kind of conversation about where he is like or what he's been doing this time like making excuses and never once does she like maybe he's fucking someone else or something cuz like that is totally a thing you do when you have like a stressful mm-hmm. A uh, relationship like this has to be having a kid in a coma. Uh, so, like, part of me is like, okay, she knows him well enough that she knows the what he exactly what he's doing. But at the same time, maybe she's just ignorant. I don't know. Well, it doesn't mean that that didn't happen. It's just not on screen. <laughs> okay. What? That wasn't a joke. Uh, but it's like all we know is what's on screen, so we can't talk about what's off screen. No, but that's my point: is it doesn't it doesn't mean that that it doesn't mean that she's ignorant for that. You don't need to put everything that it could have been. They didn't need a laundry list of all the things that he could. No, have but been they definitely have a doing. confrontation scene. Sure, and um, it doesn't come up. No, that's just my point. Okay, um, and I don't know if that's cool or not cool. I don't know. I have mixed feelings on it. Can't it just be? No, but like literally our job here is to analyze things. Oh, I was just (laughs) going to sit here silently Mm. while you recapped. Um, So by far, Mm -hmm. the coolest part of the movie is when they start venturing into the further. Yeah, like an hour into it. Uh, So Patrick Wilson is sent in uh, and they do all of this super cool concept executed really well with a fucking empty room and a fog machine <laughs> and apparently tiny tim is the scariest thing ever uh it is kind of kind of not even it, it's it doesn't belong in this world like tiny tim himself his voice 
everything about him didn't Scratchy belong in this world. Of the record player. Uh, didn't belong in this world. So this fits really well uh, because we do hear Tiny Tim and then we see what everybody jokes as the Darth Maul character. Um, and it looks great. What do you think? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amazing I'm, I'm sentiments. Just, I'm just whiplash because we're at the end of the movie already. I'm sorry. Keep stopping. No, 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 I don't know. You said, you said, I don't know. I don't know that I have that much more, but it's just weird. Like, this never happens. Yes. It's, 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 especially with like a, a, what is ostensibly a good movie. Um, it is because it's just filled with tension. I think both of these movies does show exactly how you build tension. Um, so I don't have a lot of my wisecracks to do. <laughs> to do as far as how it goes because yeah. it is super confidently done um and this springboarded him into the conjuring and then from there on and then up. at the end patrick wilson is some sort of undead bride ghost or something undead bride ghost yes uh yeah there's the old woman that's another character in it um so there's been that switch that's happened between the two of them um. But yeah, I think it's all about tension. Mm-hmm. It does it well, and it doesn't like. There, there are no cats jumping out. No, the, everything is justified. Like mm-hmm. the Tiny Tim thing when you see him when he jumps. Uh, there's uh, amazing sequence where the Darth Maul character is walking around like kind of chasing the boy and you can hear him and you can see him clomping around on his hooven feet. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's done super well. Yeah. We would recommend Insidious. We would. Even though that that was a super concise discussion of it. Uh, It's the ones that it's like the best movies that we have nothing to say about. Yes, I agree. Like we can talk for days about how comes to Frogtown. I was, (laughs) I just was like looking uh, I got an eBay gift card for my birthday from mm-hmm. my in-laws. And I was like, I wonder if there's anything hell comes to fraud. Like, I would totally have a Sam Hell action figure if I could come up with one. Sure. I can't. <laughs> I've never bought a pop, but if there was a Sam Hell pop, I would buy that. I have many Funko Pops at my desk. I don't. I've never taken the plunge. The two that I've ever really considered is Freddie Mercury and Black Phillip. Black Phillip would be a good one, but I only collect Game of Thrones ones. That's what I've said. Like, yes, see, that's, that's the, I'm doing that's the that. Key, yes, that's the key. But here's the thing: they there are a bunch of like exclusive ones that are like two hundred and fifty dollars, and I'm like, I'm not. I don't care about those. I just want. But you do care. I about want those. all the numbers. That's the thing. They put a number on the box. Oh, says, this genius. is number one. That's genius. Next one is number two. Next one is number forty-six. You're like fuck. I only have seven. I'm so behind. It's a genius thing. Because mm-hmm. then some of them just have blood splattered on them or whatever. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, then there are alts. Like, you know, like Jon Snow might be number seven. Or no, like Ned Stark. Not going to get. Like, Jon Sno- Snow might be number seven. But then, like, uh, here he is with dirt on his face. Yeah. And it's exactly. an exclusive. Yep. It's like. God damn it. 
Yeah, that's. The, I've said. I've told myself I don't. I don't care about dirt on his face. That's the Beanie Babies of this generation. But at some point, I'm gonna care about dirt on his face. <laughs> I'm gonna have them all. The show. The like April fourteenth is like the last season of the show, and then there's probably gonna be not really many more Funko Pops for that. And I'm gonna be like, all right, I've collected them all. No, Guess I gotta get all the no, fucking ultimates now. Yeah. And the fucking Comic Con exclusive one one or whatever. Yeah, and then the bottom's going to fall out of the market, and you're going to be able to get them all for 99 cents on eBay. That'll be great. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, didn't, weren't you a Beanie Baby per mm-hmm. kid? Almost was, but no. What do you mean almost was? Uh, like, I totally have that bug and really could have. I think we might have bought, like, two or three. Oh, okay. But, like, I totally could have. There were people like mortgaging their houses to buy Beanie Babies and stuff. Have you seen the? I don't know if there's video, but there's definitely a photo of a couple divorcing and splitting their Beanie Baby. Like the judge literally dumps them on the floor and says, "Okay, go back and forth and pick one," and they have to divide their Beanie Baby collection. Uh, the judge should have went like uh, the old parable about the king that wants to slice king Solomon. The, yeah. yeah, should have went with that. Try to cut the Beanie Babies in half. Or just rip the tag off. And then everybody would be like, no! Hey, you can have the Beanie for, Baby, you can have the tag. my Beanie Babies. Do you remember the tag protectors? Yes. The little plastic yeah. things to put over the tags? Yes. I do. Fucking collectibles are stupid. But I love them. They, they really are stupid. Yeah. There's a, a book that I am dying to get my hands on. And I just want to read it. Like I've, I don't pirate things. Mm-hmm. I've tried to search for a PDF of this book because it doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, like it was a, a super limited run of like a hundred and the author said he's never going to re reprint it or whatever. So it, it's, I've never seen one come up and everybody says if it will, it's going to go for at least four figures for this couple hundred page book. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't even care about the collectability. I just want to read the fucking book. That's why I don't. If I could get my hands on a PDF copy, I would read it because I'm not taking anything away from the artist, the author. If he doesn't want to reproduce it, yeah. It was like the the Wu Tang album. Yeah, like they only made one of, and the fucking pharma scars, pharma douche, AIDS drug guy fucking got the copy. Yeah. Did you hear what they did? I think they just put it out, like put it up for free Uh, or something. I don't think they could do that because they legally sold it to him. So he, they couldn't do that. But what they did do is they donated all the money they they got from selling it to like AIDS research. Okay. Which is pretty awesome. They were like, we don't want this fucking douchebag's money because the whole point was to get money. Mm -hmm. And I don't fault the band for that. That's why they, that's their job. They make music. Mm Mm-hmm. But they didn't want his tainted money, so they gave it all to like AIDS research. That's good. It's like that's pretty cool. And he's in jail now, right? Yeah. Good. For fraud or something. Yeah. What a douche. Yep. That's why he's known as Pharma douche. <laughs> yep. Fuck. Uh. He's a white guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Pretty sure. I don't know, Screlly. That sounds. I don't know. That sounds kind of Aryan to me. I don't know. The Conjuring. The Conjuring. Synopsis. Uh, it is based on a, uh, the lives of Ed and Lorraine Warren when they investigate 
uh, the house of the Perrins, I think, P-E-R-R-O-N, right? Okay. Uh, and they investigate a haunting at their home. Uh, overall thoughts? Uh, it's fine. But again, uh, this started with uh, Marianne. Like, it started with a discussion between Marianne and I about ghosts and demons and shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, I am an unabashed methodological naturalist. So, you, for me to believe something, I need evidence to support the claim. You know, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence, blah, blah, blah. We want to over all of this. And, uh, she's just like, Stop talking. Like, shut up. I don't want to hear your know-it-all bullshit. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. Uh, And then every time something happened in the movie, she'd be like, well, how do you explain that? (laughs) And then I would start talking. To which she would say, I I don't know why you didn't stop talking when I told you to stop talking. Um, You, you, okay, whatever. So... So, like, a she bunch of things lying. happen in this movie, and every single time it is, well, how do you explain that? <laughs> so she's watching this as if this is an unfledged documentary. Well, it, it was like, well, how do you explain that? And I was like, well, by a certain point, I was like, well, first of all, this is a movie. And she's like, okay, that's fine. Let's let's go hypothetical that this all this all really happened. Like, this is what is what happened. How do you explain that? It's like, I... I can't. Like, <laughs> it is not on me to explain that. <laughs> That's awesome. You're watching a fictionalized version mm-hmm. of stories from world-renowned uh, f- fakers, and uh-huh. they make shit up. And you're on. It's your way to 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 go against that. That's awesome. Yeah. So then I was like, okay. And Lorraine Warren, they're real people. They have their house is like really a museum. Would you ever want to go see that? And she's like, hell no. I would kill the dude. Like, like that, I would love to go see that so stuff. He, here's the thing. But she was like, fuck no. Like, I don't even know if I believe they're real, but if they are, I don't want to fucking be around that shit. Here, here's the catch 22 with me for that stuff. Like my wife and I, at one point we had a weekend to ourselves and we were, I was like, I want to go to like a fucking haunted, a haunted hotel or something like a room mm-hmm. that everybody says is haunted and shit happens. And she found some that like was renowned to be the most haunted thing in the Midwest. And we found them and I'm like, do you want to do that? And she's like, but do you think anything's going to happen? And I'm like, no, I don't. So like, I, I'm not going to go because I don't believe anything is going to happen. Like mm-hmm. unless I go there and find out the existence of a ghost, I'm going to be pissed off that I went there and I don't <laughs> believe that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, I don't believe it at all. Um, but I so much want to be proven wrong or have something yeah. experience like like it still freaks me out. I one hundred percent don't believe in it, but like still like I'm a little afraid of the dark and like I'm a little afraid of being you know alone in someplace old and shit like that. I still check my car part of the time when I'm driving by myself and I'm like, there better not be fucking anybody back there. <laughs> 
I can't see that far. Oh, oh my God. I almost <laughs> ran off the road because I'm trying to check to see if there's somebody behind me. I know I've been driving for an hour and this just popped into my head. <laughs> That's exactly But I can't get it out until I check. <laughs> That's true. Because I'm a fucking insane person. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so needless to say, there's nothing there. And that's where I started another uh, Russ money-making idea. Ah. Uh, my wife and I were brainstorming if we cre- were to create uh, a-, a fake hotel room or a fake haunted hotel room. So you go there and you pay for the experience of being fucked with. Mm-hmm. I think that could be cool. Like you know that it's a, it's not real, but if it's if it's set up so that in the middle of the night, the bed starts to shake yeah. or so the lamp levitates all of a sudden, mm-hmm. that could be fun. Yeah. Like I didn't even get into like, you know, like shit's levitating. Like how, why is gravity not working? Like, yeah. Like I, yeah. She was presenting you with that question. No, like me presenting her with that question. Oh, okay. But the thing is, she has just as many answers as I do, which is none. <laughs> but hers is like, like, uh, demons are a possibility. And I was like, sure, they're just as big a possibility as like a magical pink elephant. Mm-hmm. And she's like, exactly. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying if like it, my my point, which I probably was not able to articulate at the time, is if magical pink elephant is a possibility, it's then it's worthwhile. It's like just to ignore that possibility. And if you're putting demons on the same level as that, then just ignore that possibility until it becomes a more probable. It sounded like uh, the the argument with her. Remember in Dumb and Dumber when she's she's like more like one in a million. He's like, you're telling me there's, there's a, a chance. chance. Yep, <laughs> that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what it felt like. Okay, so uh, Ron Livingston. Uh, Annabelle. That's what I learned from this movie, mm-hmm. is that this movie is the reason why every time I go to check uh, showtimes at a theater, mm-hmm. there's always some fucking Annabelle movie playing. Yeah. Because there are 12 billion of them now. Yep. Told you this was created spinoffs, bro. Yeah. Uh the Annabelle thing is real, but except yeah. it's a Raggedy Ann doll in real mm-hmm. life. Uh, so, yeah. I was like, we can go to that museum. They have that doll there. Yeah. She was like, no, I don't want to go. It's just going to be a ratty ass doll. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. I love the idea that it's more than that. Mm-hmm. It's not, though. It's just a ratty ass doll. Yeah. Um. So, Ron Livingston and his family move into a house. Again, this is, I think... Again, they do the same thing where they've never seen the house and they just show up and they're at the house. Yeah. It's a movie thing. Mm-hmm. So I love Ron Livingston's character at the very beginning here. He is the exactly the dad. This is real life dad stuff here. So first he walks straight down into the basement and walks straight into a spider web. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they show like his first couple days at home he has to unload the moving truck he has to investigate the basement when he walks into the spider web right uh then he has to clean up the basement um he wakes up early in the morning 
to clean up the basement because he's mm-hmm. up before everybody else. So he's up at like 5 a.m. Yeah. And he's trying to clean. Well, he's so, on the, all that trucker speed. Yeah. <laughs> so he's trying to uh, – and he, he spends the whole day unpacking, cleaning the house. Mm-hmm. So he sits down for a drink at the end of the night to try to relax. Mm-hmm. Sits down with his drink. He's just enjoying his drink. And then he gets fucking interrupted by a kid waking up, and he can't even do that. He has to go back and deal with the kid. Mm-hmm. And then he has to wake up and get his ass to work. <laughs> and I was like, that is fucking, that's a dad right there. Hashtag dad life. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, he, lo- he's also wearing, like, the worst wig I've ever seen. You think so? I don't know if I noticed it. Really? I don't notice I, wigs. I don't notice, I never notice wigs. And I noticed his wig. Like, Marianne all the time notices them right away. And she's like, how can you not tell that's a wig? And I was like, because it looks like it's his hair. Did not look like, it looked like a wig. Hmm. Like, uh, like a wig you buy at the store. I feel like I remember sideburns in this movie. Okay. But I don't know about a wig. He just looked like Ron Livingston to me. I really like Ron Livingston. Yeah. I've liked Ron Livingston since Swingers. Like, I'm, I've got that Swingers bias. Anybody in Swingers, I'm partial to. I mean, to. The Office. Office space. Office space. Sure. Yeah. Um, I knew it as soon as I said it. Like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Ron Livingston's great. So they're in uh, the house and shit starts getting haunty. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, same story. We have just building of tension and release. Building of tension and release. Uh, and it does such a great job. Uh, they end up deciding that, in particular, one of their children is getting most of the... Uh, the attention mm-hmm. from the whatever's oldest. in the home. And Alice? they go to Patrick Wilson and his wife, Ed and Lorraine Warren, right? Right. And they talk about how one of them is, one person is generally the most psychically vulnerable, and that's the one that they latch on, on yep. latch on to. Yes. Uh, and I'd like it as well because they very much structure it so that the characters – in the movie of Ed and Lorraine Warren, I'm not saying the real people because mm-hmm. I think the real people are very much showmen and charlatans a little bit and yeah. and snake oil. They sold snake oil to people. Um, but in the movie, the characters that they've constructed for themselves very academic. are very academic and they don't want to waste people's time and mm-hmm. they want them to try everything other than this. When in reality, they were totally selling themselves. Yeah. Um, and that's what she's doing now by having a fucking franchised after Ed's died for a decade or more, she's mm-hmm. selling all of her stories to Hollywood. Like she's a good businesswoman. She's yeah. good at what she does. Um, but they, they are very academic and that they do uh, seem credible as you're watching it. Yeah. Um, and then they realize this shit is real. This is, this family's got some shit going on in the house, right? Mm-hmm. So there's multiple entities in the home. Um, and the big highlight as far as the scare is done just by clapping of the hands. What did you think about this scene? Uh, it's the iconic scene. Yeah. Um, there was the tail end of an argument coming through, but, uh, or an argument of a discussion. Uh, so I didn't get to see it the most, (laughs) but I did look up and, and see it and notice well, yeah. are you talking about you're talking about the second one, right, where she has the match and everything? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, so they've they've established they're playing the hide and seek version of this game where you clap your hands so that mm-hmm. you can hear it, and uh, the mom is in the basement. Everything is completely silent, and it's just building tons of tension. And then that tension is just released just with two hand claps, mm-hmm. and it's done really really well. Yeah, um, these are well crafted movies. Yes, you can see why people latched on to James Wan as somebody that can do things. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I saw like a little PSA and it had Patrick Wilson and it said Aquaman. And I was like, what the fuck is Patrick Wilson? Oh, he's James Wan directed it. That's why. What's that? Oh, yeah. He's the bad guy. Yeah. But uh, but I don't know comic books and I just don't imagine Patrick Wilson as a comic book guy. Hmm. But then I was like, oh, I guess he's going to go wherever James Wan goes. So <laughs> I guess Aquaman sense. is supposed no. to be good. I've heard. I don't. I, I didn't expect it to be. Stuff. I didn't. I, I got nothing. I haven't seen it. Uh, you never watched Entourage. That was a big uh, thing in the Entourage movies. Because mm-hmm. uh, the whole idea of Entourage is there's one. Uh, there's more than one Entourage movie? Mm, well, season. There's okay. multiple seasons. Um, the TV show. TV show. Um, but uh, the whole concept is, is there's one mega star and his Entourage, right? Mm-hmm. And he was Aquaman. So this was 15 years ago. So it was great because in Entourage, the TV show, I think they kind of picked like who's gonna, never going to get this big, huge movie and it's Aquaman and they made him Aquaman in the movie, Patrick in the Wilson? TV show. No, 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 no. Oh. The guy. Yeah. And now we do have an Aquaman movie and it is a big blockbuster. It's called Drogo from Game of Thrones. Jason Momoa. Bear fucker? No, he's not the bear fucker. Oh. He's uh um called Drogo. He's the head of the Dothraki, the Kal. Mm. None of that makes None any sense. None of those are words yeah. for the record. Update. Have you <laughs> given any thought to reading A Song of Ice and Fire? Uh I will. Cool. I will. Um I am loving the fourth book. It is becoming my favorite so far. And it's, I feel like it's the one that's controversial. It's everyone's, it's people's either favorite or least favorite. Like, it doesn't seem to be, like, much in between. People either loved it or hated it. I'm just nervous about the, the fantasy aspect of it. Like, it's what yeah. I'm nervous about. It's it's medieval politics with a little bit of magic thrown in. I like the medieval politics idea better than I do Yeah, the other. So... And again, even if it just had rules, like I, I, I don't want to rehash this, but it it has it has vague rules, but that are that seem to be you don't know what they are, but they're definitely like they're, everything has a cost and everything. Okay, so even so if they're not well defined, it's not just like oh, and then suddenly he could do everything. Yes, no. there's no there's no Gandalf in this. Gandalf is Harry Potter. Gandalf is the wizard from Lord of the Rings. I, I, that wasn't even being a smart thing. I'm sorry. I know, but it's just like I do that how, sometimes. Is how joke. completely ignorant of pop culture because these are huge fucking things, and you know they're huge fucking things. I you do. just know absolutely nothing about them. Gryffindor and that's is Harry Potter. Yep, Gryffindor. Who's the guy from Harry Potter? Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> is Harry Potter in Game of Thrones, or is he in Harry Potter? No, there's the Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Yeah, Snape. They, yeah. Well. Dumbledore Gandalf, is the 
Gandalf Dumbledore and, is the big white bearded wizard, much like Gandalf is the big white bearded that, wizard. That's where it always gets me. Like in my head, they're the same person. Yeah, Serene McKellen was Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. So who was Dumbledore? The first uh, guy died. Two, right? two, the first the, two died. different actors. I don't remember who they were though. Um, I think we haven't had booked anything, uh, but I think we're going to do Universal Studios and Disney this year because um, my World? nine year. Yeah. Okay. Or Florida, whatever that is. Yeah, world. Uh, again, because um, my nine-year-old and thus my five-year-old, but mostly my nine-year-old is super into Harry Potter, and they've got the Harry Potter world at Universal. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I want you got to buy him a wand because that's the thing. Like, you get you can buy a wand, mm-hmm. and then you, as you go out through the park, you can use the wand to interact with certain I'm stuff. Sure, throughout I'm the park. sure we will. But uh, I feel like kind of a sense of parental obligation a little bit like Mm -hmm. if he's this into this it's never going to be as awesome as it will be Mm -hmm. when he's at nine you know like like i don't want him to miss that you should watch the movies before that uh i will like two or three times (laughs) i i I will um that'd be good he'd enjoy that watching it with me but uh i feel like I, i want him to be able to do that like as much as i'm not I'd rather just go to Disney again if we go down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that he's really into that. So Marianne really wants to go to Disney World. Marianne has said she never wants to go to Florida. She only wants to go to Disney World. So we go to Florida. The only place we're allowed to stop is Disney World. Um, because she wouldn't feel safe anywhere else. So uh, the thing that's nice about Disney World is uh, compared to Kings Island, Cedar Point, um, I haven't been to Universal, mm-hmm. um, but they've said it before. And when I went there, definitely the most big person friendly place. Nice. Like you'll be able to do almost everything there. That's good. So as opposed to Cedar Point or Kings Island, which is not going to happen. Do you stay in Disney hotels when you go there? We did. Yes. Um, we stayed at the entry level one. It was a hundred, about a hundred bucks a night. Really? That's it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I... Maybe when I get some paid vacation. Um, there's definitely more expensive ones. There's way more expensive ones. Sure, um, but and I'm sure we'll get somewhere in the middle. But um, but but we did we did the entry level one. It was a hundred dollars because we're not at the hotel even, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was cool because there's three foot tall Buzz and Woodies outside our door, and they've got nice pools and things like that. So I mean, it's the equivalent cool. of what we would have normally stayed in, which is a three star hotel. Yeah, it's a Holiday Inn basically. So, yeah, and you get free parking to the parks. That's we should cool. talk about more details about our personal <laughs> <laughs> vacations. I'm sure there's at least 3% of our audience that is fascinated by us talking about this. Yes. That's that's my criteria for everything that we talk about is uh-huh. 3% of our audience yep. cares about it. Yep. And then it just cycles through. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I didn't enjoy that cover. Oh, oh, I must be in the yeah. 3% here. You just got to find that little sliver in the Venn diagram. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Which weird, weirdly enough, is Hitler and scat porn, <laughs> and Disneyland, Disney World. Uh, Different slivers, by the way. They're, Different they're, slivers, <laughs> but closer than you might think. Uh, Conjuring is a super well crafted, uh, can be genuinely scary in the right context mm-hmm. uh, movie that the the uh, stars Patrick Wilson and the other woman. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just like going into facts. I don't know. I, I, I do love the idea that James Wan was like, 
all right, I made like a haunted house, like a scary paranormal type movie. What should I do next? Uh, let me get the same two actors and let's make another one of those is basically what happened. And I feel like they both work. Yeah. I don't feel like it's repetitive. No. It worked. Yeah. Uh, I would prefer Insidious. Maybe just because of the Ed and Lorraine Warren thing. So it just made you like, uh, yeah, angry like I know they are, you know, know of them. It's like if you watched a movie that you like is good, but you know Peter Popoff is getting money for this. Okay, sure. Like you're it's not going to be quite as good as you actually think it is sure uh like you so they're responsible for like uh the amityville right that's them which you know his lawyer has said that the dad and the lawyer completely made up wholesale yeah uh that being said there is one of the kids is out now i think he made wrote a book and made a documentary one or both saying that it's all real and that his dad he never said it before but his dad practiced black magic and was summoning demons and stuff like that and what it feels like to me is like another generation trying to keep this thing mm-hmm. rolling you know i mean who's it for me to say but yeah that's what it feels like to me is like ooh, kind of derailed this money maker let's figure out the way to pump some new life into yeah. it ryan reynolds couldn't do it let's let's get Ryan Gosling. It's Ryan Gosling vehicle now. What happened to the guy and the girl from Two Guys and a Girl at a Pizza Place? Uh, I feel like the guy was in stuff. I don't know. The other guy that's not Ryan Reynolds. I always had a crush on her. Yeah. I'm not huge into blondes, but she was cute. Yeah. She had, yeah, I liked her personality. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, next week? Next week. So this has become a crutch for me okay uh but just like any other drug when it's a crutch at least at the beginning you still enjoy it Mm -hmm. so you know that it's a crutch but you still enjoy it so you still keep doing it until it ruins your life sure it's a healthy way to look at things yeah uh so i was thinking next week how about we do a glory hole (laughs) okay you don't want to no it's fine you talked about before, like how much you love the glory holes. Yeah, I do. Okay. Your intro, I was not expecting that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, can we take Shutter off the list? Yeah. Because I can't watch Shutter on my TV, and it's annoying. Okay. Like you have to watch it. Why can't you watch it on your TV? Like you don't have the app for it or something. The PS4 doesn't have the app, and I can get it through Amazon, but then I have to pay for it through Amazon. I don't know. Okay. Hold on. You fill for a second while I remove it. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello. I don't know. I think we got to pay for that now. No, we don't. That's in that's in the fucking public domain. Are you sure about this? I am as sure as anything that it is public domain. Okay, I'm just gonna spin, and if it's on shutter, then we'll respin. Okay. Okay. All right. So I got horror genre in movies. Any rating. We're doing Netflix, Hulu. I feel like didn't both time last time we got Amazon ones Prime. that were like one apart. Four point six and four point seven was last time. But then the one before that wasn't it like two point three and two point four? No, it was. I think Razors was in like the fours at that time. Hmm. I don't know. Here we go. You ready? Definitely didn't deserve to be. Sure. All right. 
Ooh. This is the oldest movie we've had. Oh. Also the highest rated. Hmm. And I also saw a word that I shouldn't have seen. What does that mean? I saw the word anthology. Oh. So, spoiler. Uh, this is called Dead of Night. Three absorbing tale and frightening tales. This has a watercolor picture mm-hmm. of a ghost boy <laughs> with... Oh, it's a little ghost boy. With, <laughs> with uh, green uh, wavy lines all around him. And I'm guessing this is going to be an anthology. The way you described it, it sounds like the shittiest watercolor ever. It is. Wait until you see this okay, thing so it's supposed and to be tell like me if this drawing? is not a ghost boy with green wavy lines around him. Okay. You got it in your head? Yeah. I wish we had, I wish we had this as a video thing because I would make you get out watercolors and recreate what I'm describing <laughs> to you. So Dead of Night from 1977. Wait, what was this on? We should probably see that because if it's on Shutter, then then that's not going to work for us. Yeah, whatever. If it's on Shutter, it's on Shutter. It's on Prime and Shutter. So we're good. All right. Everything's uh, on Prime. Uh, so here, here is what Dead of Night. Is that not what I described? <laughs> that is much better than what I was thinking. But yeah, when you say Ghost Boy, he looks like Bat Boy, but like the ghost version. I looked just recently. I looked for uh, Weekly World News to see if it was still in print because, uh-huh. like, I thought that would be the perfect thing to give my nine-year-old because, mm-hmm. like, there was like the swimsuit girl. So I loved stuff. reading that as a kid. Uh, I loved it too, and there was the swimsuit sure, page five yeah. girl stuff like that, and it went out of print like ten years ago. Mm. There's still a yeah. website, but it's not updated frequently at all. I was at a newsstand the other day, at a or newsstand at a grocery. Like, you were to newsstand. But, like, <laughs> they say, like, check your local newsstand. <laughs> Whatever. But, like, I was at a grocery checkout aisle where they have, like, the magazines, and I thought, I, I like, the Weekly World News. Oh, let me screenshot that real quick. Uh, maybe I should, I'll look on eBay, maybe, and uh, get uh, get him some back issues or something. I think he would enjoy those. Because yeah. I definitely, at his age, enjoyed them. I like the, the the Bat Boy ones were great. Were my favorite. So All Dead right. of Night. So it's first. six point nineteen seventy seven. It's a six point four. Seems pretty good. All right, I'm spinning. I'm spinning. This is also a six point four. Whoa! What are the odds here? It's got a Rotten Tomato score of forty percent though. Okay. Uh, for a horror movie, that's not bad. <laughs> Let's be honest. Okay. Let me describe this cover to you. Are you ready? Yes. What do I get if I guess it? It's going to be great. Okay. Okay. It is completely black and it says Fear Inc. The movie is called Fear Inc. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the worst cover I've ever seen. Oh my God. From the makers of Rewind. Fear Inc. I mean, it's 2013, so... And it's rated with a six. How scared do you really want to be? Oh my god, that's. Uh, click more info so we can see what service it's on. Uh. It is on Hulu. All right, Fear Inc. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that we're going to. I'm going to enjoy Dead of Night more. Uh. 
I don't know. This is such. I don't know. It is such a fucking like. <laughs> this is that's the, the, ultimate the ultimate glory hole, dude. Yeah, it is. That's the ultimate glory hole. You have hole no right idea. <laughs> like the description. How scared do you really want to be? It doesn't tell you anything, no. really. No, you don't. I know mean, what it's this a factory that be. makes. That's basically Monsters Inc., right? <laughs> that's what it's going to be. What if that's what it is? What if it's like live action, shitty Monsters Inc. Uh, for the hundredth episode, I debated. There's like uh, pornos out there, like uh, uh, a version of a Freddy Krueger with like vibrators on his fingers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought about making you guys all watch like a porn, like a horror porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this might be that. It's on Hulu, man. <laughs> I don't know. I had a friend uh, who, like, in elementary school, swore to me that PBS aired a porno, and he's like, "No, I watched it." It's a porno on PBS, and uh, a screenshot. I that. never really believed him, and I still don't believe him. That's a good story. I also don't believe him. <laughs> like maybe that was like maybe they might have aired footage from like um, early burlesque stuff. You know, like those things where those zoetropes or whatever they were called, where you'd put in like a, a nickel. And they would show you a movie, and sometimes it was porn. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But it was about. just like a girl stripping. Yeah. Uh, years ago, there used to be a show called 321 Contact on PBS. Contact is the moment in the mama. So it was, as I'm eight uh, or so, mm-hmm. it was probably... 12 year olds that would learn about things from someone sure so they're cooler than me a little bit they're they're who i want to aspire to be as an Mm -hmm. eight-year-old right and there was one so we would watch that every once in a while we would watch three two one contact and we were watching it one day uh during the summer it's seven o'clock eight o'clock and we're watching we're eating dinner the kids get to eat dinner tonight in the in the living room, we had like a little table, little kids table we got to eat at. And my parents were having some parent time at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're watching 321 Contact. And it's about sex. So they we're watching it and they're talking about like putting penises in vaginas and shit like that. And it's like me and my little brother and my sister and my parents walk out and they're like, oh my God, what are you watching? <laughs> I'm like, it's 321 Contact. And they're like, no, it's not. And basically what it was was they were airing like a sex ed video with the kids from three, two, one contact where they were learning about this, mm-hmm. but it wasn't three, two, one contact. Like, I'm sure that there were warnings like, yeah, like this is an advertised planned thing. Mm-hmm. Like parents tune in at 7 PM. If you don't want to have to have the talk, we'll show everybody yourself. <laughs> yeah. And we're just innocently sitting there. We're like, imagine LeVar Burton is teaching sex ed and mm-hmm. we just think that it's reading rainbow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the end of that story. Do you know Reading Rainbow is still the most uh, highly uh, viewed show on PBS history? It so deserves to be. Viewers. It deserves yeah. to be. I wouldn't have thought that. I would have assumed that Sesame Street was, mm-hmm. or Mister Rogers, or Antiques Roadshow. Not even a joke. I legitimately would have thought all those would have been more popular. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm pretty sure that is true. And as far as you know, it is. <laughs> I'm almost finding it hard to believe. Like the more that I talk about that, the no, more it's gotta that be I... this. No, it's got to be this. It's like seventh place. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Like, 
Let's I'm, think. I'm pretty sure I heard that recently. But think about your claim. You're saying it's more watched than Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. Do you really believe that, or do you, forget about the fact that you heard? Right. Do you really think that that's true? I feel like Sesame. Your fact. I think has it's. To be wrong. I I think that might be average viewers, but not not like history. Okay, maybe average because Sesame viewers. Street has like 40 years on it. That's or what whatever. I'm ta- okay, so you're talking average viewers. I think that that was it. I'm not sure. I'm trying to spin this to make myself look like it's the most something. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember hearing something about that, and then I spit it out before realizing that. I'm not sure what I remember <laughs> and hearing. And by the time exactly I got to Antiques Roadshow, you're like, he might have something on me here with the Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's a number that we need to crunch. Yeah. We never crunched the popular, like we had a big debate very, very early in the show. Uh, it had oh, been yeah. in single digits about some specific number about the percentage of the population that was over 250 pounds. Mm-hmm. Never figured out that number. Nope. Maybe we'll work on that too. Maybe. Okay. You Justin. know, I, if you check the show notes, sometimes I put in little things that'll be like, actually it was this, or yes, I, I here's a link to that. a YouTube video that proves that i'm either exactly right or exactly wrong yes i do love those i really do love those i think you even had one last week where you yeah it was the uh we were talking about the uh small wonder episode yes and And i put in a link to uh cracked thing they did about the uh which the uh aids was a mr belvedere episode yes Mm -hmm. and that small wonder did something even crazier i do love the you found the AIDS thing. How did you do this? Like mid nineties television shows for children about AIDS. Uh, <laughs> I think I put, I, I don't remember what I searched. I searched like, uh, like eight, like eighties, like nineties. I don't even remember. I couldn't tell you. I may have just searched AIDS sitcom. Yeah. I don't know. It was good, but I watched that Mr. Belvedere clip and then recommended to watch next was the small wonder thing that I remembered watching. And I was like, that's it. So I didn't watch the Mr. Belvedere clip. Isn't the kid literally like kind of joking about it? He literally walks through the door and they go, how you doing? And he goes, well, I got AIDS. But other than that, I'm doing all right. <laughs> that's exactly what I remember. It's, and then yes. everyone laughs. Yes, that's exactly what I remember. And they hold him that little kid's cute face. Yes. He's got that cute, squishy glasses face. Yes. That like every every neighbor in 90s sitcoms, yes. 80s and 90s sitcoms had. And he just walks in and... <laughs> Like, delivers the line, and it fucking crushes. <laughs> it crushes. Well, to be fair, he says that every time. That's his only yeah. joke, and everybody laughs It's every his, time. did I do that? <laughs> it's it's his, what you talking about, Willis? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Didn't he die? Uh, yeah, Coleman? a few years ago. Yeah. A while ago. Hmm. Justin, mm-hmm. what else you got for us? <laughs> Hitler and scat porn? I don't know. 